Hi, my name is Lisa Lounsbury, and you're listening to Your Wellness, a podcast about everything wellness-related. On today's episode, we have Jacqueline Villeneuve-Amad, who joins us from Sudbury, Ontario, Canada, who is a social entrepreneur, a founder of a children's home in Kenya, and a sexual violence and harassment advocate. Jacqueline will share how she has linked three important initiatives together to support vulnerable women, children, and youth from all around the world and how anyone can get involved to bring a larger voice to those who might not be able to speak up for themselves. All that and more on your wellness. Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Your Wellness. I'm excited to introduce to you my next guest, Jacqueline Villeneuve-Ahmed. And Jacqueline is an extraordinary young lady. She is a social entrepreneur. She's a nonprofit founder, and she's also a survivor's rights advocate. So she holds, she wears a lot of hats. And on top of all that, she is a, she's a mother to a six-year-old and a wife. And I'm excited to have her on the show. So welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you for having me. Now, your story goes back to when you were a young child, and you have really a lot of different experiences that I think that have brought to where you are today. Let's so let's go back a little bit. Let's start off to when I actually met you, you were about 18 years old and you were starting on a new journey of opening up a, a children's home in Nairobi. So let's start with um, what, what brought you to wanting to support children, our vulnerable children over there in Africa? I definitely always had an interest in African history and politics as a young person and through my work volunteering with Canadian organizations working with international development abroad I was really inspired to tap into what my passions really were and for myself I found myself drawn to um, supporting vulnerable communities primarily women and children. Um, And that is what led me to Kenya for the first time uh, with a volunteer experience. And I continued to go back uh, year after year, which ultimately led to founding my own nonprofit organization, ZLT Hope Homes. Now, when when I first met you, we were you were talking about uh, ZLT, which was affectionately known as Zawadi Latumaini. And what is the goal and the purpose of ZLT and how does it look today? ZLT Hope Homes provides a safe house and psychosocial support in a holistic environment to women, children, and youth who have been affected by abuse and abandonment. Uh, We offer support programs to vulnerable mothers, primarily in urban settlements, who are needing extra support in providing for their families through economic empowerment programs. Uh, We also provide support to vulnerable mothers who have experienced um, some struggles with addiction so that they'll be able to support their children. And our primary program is that we provide a safe house to children and youth who've been affected by sexual or physical, excuse me, physical violence and abandonment. 
Now with your work at ZLT, Jacqueline, what has been one of the most rewarding experiences or do you have any success stories that you can share with us from your work? Well, I've always that thought that our largest successes have been just seeing children who have been affected by immense trauma find comfort and healing in their new home environment. Though it might seem like a small feat for some, that really shows us that we are doing our jobs and changing just one life really, really makes such a tremendous impact. Now, you've shared with me over the years some traumatic and some really scary, sad stories of children that you've essentially rescued and got them back into a safe home, got them the care they needed, the schooling and the loving environment. So that's, so it's a great testament to your passion for supporting vulnerable children and mothers. Now that also led you to another organization, which you started off called She Matters. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So while working within ZLT in Kenya, One thing that a lot of people were not aware of was that I was also a survivor of sexual violence. And what really drew us to create She Matters was just hearing the stories of um, young girls who had been affected by sexual violence in Kenya, knowing my own story and getting to that point where you really just say enough. Um, As a survivor myself, I really looked for a community where I felt safe and I felt heard as a young survivor. And unfortunately, I couldn't really access anything that was specifically suited for youth within my age demographic. And so I created She Matters really to be that safe space for survivors to share their stories and heal in community. Now you're actually this is you're creating this organization for survivors of sexual violence, but also for young girls who might have just experienced for the first time, some sense of um, harassment. And I'm saying that because I had a personal experience where my own daughter at the age of 20 was harassed in our community. And you were able to be a support or be available. You offered support and guidance to, to her and to others that have been experiencing some form of uh, intimidation, maybe on the streets and that sort of thing, that kind of support. So it's great that you're able to, to explore and extend that kind of support for not just the traumatic events that are so hard to deal with, but even the day-to-day things that our young girls and women have to face that maybe they're, you know, creates that sense of uncertainty and can be really scary for the first time. So I just want to, I just wanted to thank you for being available for all young girls. Well, our work at, at She Matters really evolved over the last, I'd say, year and a half. We started out as a virtual support community for survivors that broke barriers. We, ha- we have a community of over 5,000 survivors worldwide who access our support community. But through our expansion, we really started to tap into a new avenue of awareness about survivors' rights and how to respond to situations of sexual violence and harassment, but also to advocate for strengthened survivors' rights in Canada and other parts of the world. Um, And over the last year, we started a research study which was discussing accessibility for sexual assault kits in Canada. And I would say the 
strides that our team and we operated with a very small team on this research study were able to accomplish is really one of the things that I'm most proud of with She Matters. Uh, we released the report in February of 2021 and had a coinciding uh, special aired on W5, which is a CTV program here in Canada. And I was just really blown away by the responses that we received from survivors across Canada after releasing that report and having the W5 episode air. It really just showed us the, the reason why we took 12 months of our life to devote to calling hundreds of hospitals across the country and why we need to continue advocating for sexual assault evidence kit accessibility in Canada. So you found the results of your research found that there weren't enough kits available. There wasn't accessibility for all hospitals across the country. What were the findings? So our findings identified that in the 500 plus hospitals that we reached with our research, 41% of hospitals and health centers either did not have kits available, refused to answer our inquiries regarding sexual assault evidence kit accessibility, or they required RCMP to actually bring the kits and stand outside the door while a survivor is getting a kit done. And that was in predominantly Indigenous communities where there's already a lot of um, just really lack of trust for those communities when it comes to working with the RCMP. So we were really not only shocked by these findings, but it was, it was very difficult for our team to understand why they're isn't equal access to justice for survivors across the country. Absolutely. Now, moving forward, do you think there'll be a change? Have you stirred up some, some conversations or unearthed these inequalities? And is this going to, are we going to move forward with this? Are we going to have more access to these rape kits? Well, we, when we sent our report out to the public, we also sent it to every Canadian member of parliament, minister, senator, and um, MPPs in Ontario. And we recently just had a senator present um, some information regarding our research and the need for sake accessibility during a Senate meeting regarding judicial trainings. So that was a huge celebration for us to see that the first person to actually show some form of support for our research and the need to make sexual assault evidence kits available across the country. But unfortunately, we haven't had very positive interactions with the government in regards to taking action but it's not something that we're going to be giving up on. It, within our, our charter rights, every survivor is entitled to accessing justice. And for survivors, you need to access a stake to have the best chance at seeing a conviction when you report sexual assault. So we're, we're definitely continuing on. And the interactions that we have with survivors is really our driving force in continuing to advocate for this. Absolutely, because it sounds like if we don't have trust in the process, women and girls may not want to come forward. They may not feel it's worth coming forward if they don't feel that justice will be served. Do, do you think that's going to change or get better? I think if sexual assault evidence kits are available at every Canadian hospital, you will definitely see 
an enhanced trust in the system. And She Matters is also going to be launching a campaign called Know Your Rights in May, which educates Canadians on the steps that you have to take in reporting sexual violence and harassment, what survivors' rights are, what's included in the process of reporting. And we're really just trying to break down those unknowns for any survivors or allies who may need to access reporting services or just any psychosocial support if they or someone they know are a survivor. That's wonderful, wonderful news, Jacqueline. Um, and keep up the great work when it comes to all of these, these projects you're working on. So let's move on to your third initiative and it's SAFE, S-A-E-F. So can you talk to us about that? What does that stand for and what is the goal? So the reason why we chose the name SAFE is that we ultimately want to create a safer society for survivors of all backgrounds. And the reason for SAFE being created is really just to strengthen sensitivity practices for cases of sexual violence and sexual harassment. Now, are you tying all these three initiatives together? Um, it sounds like there's there's a link, an important link here. Where do you see these initiatives going? Are they going to be merging more? Are you going to keep keep working on them separately? Like, what is what is your your long term goal with respect to these initiatives? So we definitely do have a lot of overlap between the three initiatives. Um, Safe develops all of our onboarding training for ZLT and for She Matters for any team members or volunteers so they can gain an, a better understanding on how to support survivors with sensitivity. Um, we also do donate a percentage of what we make at SAFE to uh, both She Matters and ZLT on an annual basis. Um, it's part of our core principles um, as a social enterprise to give back. And with SAFE, ultimately, we just really hope that in educating individuals working with survivors, we will see that survivors feel a sense of safety and security when coming forward and reporting. We really want to enhance those processes and to create a safer environment, again, for survivors in their workplaces and in society as a whole. Absolutely. Now, if someone's listening to this podcast and wants to reach out for, for support, where can, they, where can they access the resources and the support that you've just talked about? Do you, have, do you have a website? Are you on Instagram? How can we find them? Yes, we're on both. So for anyone who is a survivor or knows a survivor who is needing support, you can visit shematters.ca or find us on Instagram at shematters.united. For anyone who's interested in participating in our virtual trainings offered through SAFE, or if you run a business that's needing some policy development enhancements for sexual violence or harassment policies, you can find us at saef.co for anything related to SAFE. And for ZLT, if you're interested in learning more about our programs and would potentially be interested in supporting um, a children or youth affected by abuse or abandonment, you can visit www.zlthope.ca. Well, thank you so much, Jacqueline, for all of your hard work. This has been your work's purpose. There's no doubt in anyone's mind, I'm sure. And I want to continue, I want to wish you continued success 
and I'm enjoying following your journey. And I, I hope what you shared with today will help someone who might be listening, who might be struggling and might be afraid to come forward, or maybe somebody knows somebody that really needs to reach out. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Wellness. For more information on any of these episodes, or to make a suggestion for a future podcast, you can send an email directly to lisa at newdaywellness.ca. That's L-I-S-A at newdaywellness.ca.